cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. Good afternoon, guys. Um, we're in studio again. It's another beautiful sunny day. It didn't really start off so good in the morning. I mean, how was your morning, Tabo? I mean, my car was frozen. I went somewhere. I parked it outside. When I came out, it was as frozen as I don't know what. How, how was your morning? No, my morning was very productive. Um, I mean, I woke up. I wake up very early, and I tried to start at least my day early. Um, at five, I actually leave the house. Because uh, I needed to go to site first before I actually go to the office. Yeah. So it was quite crazy. So by, by the time it was 10 o'clock, I was almost tired um, as far as the, my day is concerned. But I see you're looking good, my man. I, I'm teaching you well in terms of wearing a suit. Eh? Nah, man, I'm always looking good. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm trying my best. They say um, presentation is key. Uh, okay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying as much as, as, as possible to look like the million bucks that you are. <laughs> So that people can perceive me in that particular yeah. way. But I mean, we know we've got a, such an interesting show today. We've got amazing guests, mm-hmm. um, representing large corporates that are doing phenomenally well. And they're going to be sharing a bit about who they are and what they do. But before we jump into that, let me ask you a question. Mm. How important is it for us as corporate SA, as government and as different institutions to invest in the youth of this country? No, I mean, it is very important because I mean, the youth, um, of tomorrow, they are the CEOs of tomorrow. Uh, they are the next Tabahoma 40. They are the next Bulelani. Uh, I mean, you know that, I mean, obviously I grew up in the disadvantaged uh, background uh, from the dust issues of Whiteville. You grew up from Tembisa. And reality is we were both inspired by someone. Yeah. And, and somebody played a role when we were youth that uh, actually um, engineered our thinking process to actually uh, deprive ourselves from drugs, uh, from doing all these other things, because we wanted to be somebody someday, so that we become role models to somebody. So that's why for me, I definitely encourage, um, you know, corporate essay that we support young people, because you'll be surprised the amount of shaping that you're doing at that level, because so that tomorrow they want to be the next CEO, tomorrow they want to be the next big person in the community. So it's very important. So I'm um, I'm I'm very happy and I'm looking forward to hosting you this Friday. But they will tell me something. Let's go a little bit deeper. Mm. When you were in high school, did mm-hmm. you know that you wanted to be in construction, or is this something that you picked up? No, I, no, I didn't know I wanted to be in construction. I knew I wanted to be in business, though. Okay, um, it's something that I picked up after. And then, I mean, how 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 much of an impact would it have had, had in your life the culture of entrepreneurship being inculcated at such a young age and to drill it as far down as to then say that you are going to be in civil or, I mean, I'm not sure what the terms are in construction, but <laughs> what would it have done for, for you as an individual? I mean, it, it would have done a great deal. I'm sure it would have made my million much sooner than 23 years of age. I'm sure it would have done it at 18 or 16 or whatever. Um, cause obviously, you being obviously a traveler, um, you you realize with other countries because of the uh, opportunity of exposure, they get to be in business young, they get to do amazing things young, and they actually grow up, you know, uh, to run empires from a very early age. So obviously, I would have started in business sooner, you know, and I would have done a much more amazing things earlier for me. So now, obviously, having to start late, so there had to be a delayed process in me learning, for instance. And me getting to be comfortable doing business. Yeah. So, I mean, which is, which is one of the main reasons why we're hosting today's show to shine a light on the amazing work that corporates are doing. 
but also to you know to drill into the conversation because I think that more than just corporates, I mean parents at home, us as entrepreneurs, I've got kids, we've got sons, we've got daughters. What are we doing to push that culture through? I mean, we live in a country where the two main, um, where we're, 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 we're two of the biggest challenges that we are facing at the moment with the youth, or rather as a country uh, at large, is unemployment, which is the highest. The mm-hmm. second thing is the lack of education. Mm-hmm. I mean, whereas we have certain political parties that are not um, pushing that agenda when it comes to campaigning, and those are our critical issues as according to the statistics. The statistics. You know English. You know English. English. You'll be sliding. You'll be sliding down. You'll be sliding down the mountain, and then that thing hits you. The statistician general. Yes. No. This is. I mean, this is the point where I mean, social media. They would say English has failed you. But I mean, if ever you you're listening at home, you want to be part of our conversation. You can definitely send us a WhatsApp chat, and if ever you want asking our question as well, our WhatsApp line it's oh seven nine. Seven four eight two zero nine zero oh seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at cliffcentral.com, um, and I'm at double forty. He's at Bulelani Bala. Um, maybe um, you know, I'm 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 excited to to actually hear some of the guests that you've had. Uh, I mean, we've managed to bring in in studio, May Yvonne Follow, who's the executive head and public affairs for Anglo American, and we've managed to bring in Mr. Robin. Uh, Appel Sandro, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I know she'll definitely rectify me. Who's the national marketing manager, uh, national marketing manager, uh, for the Johannesburg branch for Gearhouse. And we've got Mr. Yusuf, uh, van Skalkvik. Maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome them in studio. Uh, thank you, ladies and gents, for joining us today, right here on 360 Bays on Cliff Central. Thank you so much. Good day. Yeah, thanks for having us. No, definitely. And to your audience. No, definitely. Mr. Youssef, under normal circumstances, we do ladies first. But today you are outvoted, you know. (laughs) So maybe let's start with you. Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is that you do? Good day. My name is Youssef and I'm the Learnership Training Manager at Gears Cancer and Partner Academy, which is an academy within our group. That we've started 12 years ago doing training in our company. We were part of writing the course for the live event technical production and we've been running it as an in-house program, but it's now accredited, a CETA accredited course. Oh, is it? So now how long are your learnerships? It's one year, mm-hmm. full time, and then we do pick some people to do a second year. Purely so they can have the experience So when they leave they can say But I've also worked a whole year mm. In my specific area of interest No definitely No but I'm sure we'll definitely come back to that um, I'm, I'm, I'll just do the introduction I know with Bulalan we're going to definitely delve in deeper Maybe let me go to Miss Robin uh, Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners Tell us who you are, who you are and what is it that you do Sure um, My name is Robin D'Alessandro I'm the marketing manager for Gearhouse and Gearhouse is a technical services provider, and for those who don't know what that means, it's really the technical elements around an event. The audio, the audiovisual, the rigging, the power, the structures, all of that kind of thing. Uh, we provide the equipment and the crew uh, to basically reinforce the message that the event is aiming to achieve. Yes, um, Miss Robin, I think, um, oh, okay. So maybe let me, let, let's come to Miss Yvonne. Um, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you and what that you do. Good afternoon once again. Um, Yvonne Fuller from 
Kumba Iron Ore, a division of Anglo-American. We are in iron ore mining, as our name says, and we are based um, in the Northern Cape. Our two mines are in the Northern Cape. You would probably know of Sishin. It's one of the biggest open pit mines in the world, number four biggest in the world. Mm-hmm. And my responsibility is making sure that we... Um, have a good relationship with our stakeholders. I'm also responsible for communication okay. and community development. Wow, no, th- uh, thank you very much uh, for, for joining us. Um, uh, Robin, I think we had a problem with your mic. Do you want to do the introduction for us again? Sure. Uh, you you're sound much <laughs> better. You see, now you can take my job. You can sound much better. Okay, Robin yeah. D'Alessandro. I'm the marketing manager for Gearhouse. Uh, Gearhouse is a technical services provider. Okay. Basically, what that means is that we provide all the technical elements around an event, whether it be audio, audiovisual, mm-hmm. rigging, power, structures, all of that kind of thing. All of the bits that are needed to reinforce the message that the event is trying to achieve. No, no, definitely. Uh, Bulelani, are we starting with, with uh, Anglo? Are we starting with, uh, with Gearhouse? No, I think it's just the it's just the conversation. But I think for me, one of the things that I'd love to hear about is, I know you guys work for amazing companies that do phenomenally well. I'd like to know more about the individual. So, Mami Vuan, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? And why this career path? Yeah, so I come from a Pretoria township called Harangua, born and bred, and... I studied, uh, started my schooling in Harangua and completed it there and then went to study for communication, a degree in communication with the University of the then Buputatswana. It's now called University of the Northwest. And yeah, the rest, as they say, is history. So went my career. I ended up in the mining industry through a Initially working for the Department of Mineral Resources, I was with them for about nine years uh, in the regulatory area and decided that I needed to know more about the industry. So thought if I went into the public sector, to the private sector, the mining industry, I will complete the circle of, of, of mining. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. Have been with Anglo-American for 11 years now. Started with Anglo-American Thermal Coal and left them six years ago to join Kumba. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, the question that we are bouncing across from each other earlier on with the book, I mean, how important is it for us um, to invest in the youth of South Africa? And, I mean, what sort of investments do you think we need to be making so that we advance as a country? So I regard the youth as a very important grouping in, 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 in our country and in our community because these are the guys who are going to be, who are our future leaders. So I believe that the youth, uh, youth empowerment is important because if you invest in the youth, you are investing in the future of the country. Um, youth is faced with a whole lot of challenges. I mean, you, you, Deboho said earlier on that there are challenges around unemployment. So that's a, that's a big challenge. And if we believe at Kumba, we believe in education. We believe that the beginning of empowerment comes through education. And we believe that if you, 
you go to school, you get an education, you are able to change your destiny, a whole lot of things, your world, your future will 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 uh, uh, will be edge will edge better if you are in in you 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 have gone to school and we have examples like myself. I I come from a very poor background and I never ever in my wildest dreams thought I would be where I am today. So if you guys needed motivation, here goes. Um, so we, we, we get involved in our community engagement development strategy hinges on uh, the focus area of education, of health, of uh, enterprise and uh, development and supplier development. We also, because of the fact that we are a mining company and we, uh, what we mine will, will be gone one day because min- uh, minerals are finite. We're going to have to close the mine and move on. We believe in looking at alternative uses for land so that uh, the communities where we operate can use the 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 land uh, for sustenance and also for uh, and enterprises as well and those are the things that we we focus on in everything that we do in all the initiatives we get involved with we prioritize the youth because as i said we would like to have a a, a we would like to start working on the leadership now and and doing that means we have to involve the youth. You know, one of the things that I find very phenomenal is what Gearhouse has managed to achieve over the years. And I mean, I'm saying this having had a conversation um, a couple of weeks back with one of our clients who hires out sound and rigs. I think the sound that he has, he said that he does up to 10,000. It, it does up to 10,000, which would be the venue capacity. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found intriguing was that the, the, the guys that they benchmark with in the industry is Gearhouse. I mean, how do you guys manage to have lighting, to have, I know maybe I'm asking technical <laughs> questions. I don't know if you'd be able to ask, but how do you guys manage to have lighting and be so professional and balance all these things? You've got sound, you've got audiovisual and all these different things and still balance them. Well, Gearhouse is a group of nine companies, actually. It uh, started off in 1991 as Lighting Unlimited, where our managing director was trading with a, a container of lighting, lighting only. And the beginning of our kind of acquisition strategy, I suppose, uh, he then acquired a company that did staging and then a company that did power, and, it's, and so it went. And in t- uh, 1996, I think it was, uh, we were approached by Gearhouse PLC, an international company at that stage with branches all over the world. They bought Lighting Unlimited. And then by 2001, we had bought it out again as uh, we did a management buyout and Gearhouse South Africa was born. Um, and that has been the way that we've grown since then. Whenever there's a need in the industry, we will you will find a Gearhouse company popping up to deal with it. Each of the units is, has a specialization, but together we make quite a formidable team. And then, I mean, just share with our listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and why is, the, why is youth, um, or why is it important for us to invest in the youth? Well, I was born in Durban. I thought I was going to be the next William Kentridge. I studied <laughs> fine art. Um, to pay for my studies, I worked at the Market Theatre and started really on the, the bottom levels. Uh, I think one of my major duties at that stage was cleaning shoes. 
I was a dresser, grew to assistant stage manager, lighting technician, lighting designer, <clears throat> stage manager. Got a fantastic opportunity there to travel the world with Sophia Town, which is back again at the moment, which is quite a strange thing for me. <laughs> mm, spent three and a half years traveling the world with that show as the sole technical person on that show. Very much uh, thrown in at the deep end and learn along the way. Um, but that's where my love ended up being. So worked at the Market Theatre for some time, worked at NAPAC, worked at the Civic Theatre, and along the way became aware of Gearhouse and the growth of Gearhouse. Um, we, our paths were always crossing my managing director, Offer Lapida, myself. And at one point he said to me, why don't you come and have a look? And two days later I was working for him. Mm. Yeah. So no, <laughs> no it's, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful story, um, Robin. So, and clearly you've been there and you've been doing an amazing work. <laughs> For mm. sure. No, definitely. Um, maybe, um, let, let me ask you this. Um, right now, we, we've got your leadership manager uh, in studio. Mm -hmm. So for me, being a gearhouse, we know what gearhouse does. Like Budan says, everybody wants to benchmark themselves yeah. with you. So, and, and everybody that's in the industry, I know for a fact, cause I, I started off, um, I come from that industry myself. So it's something that I'm very clued up about. Uh, I can tell you that it's cutthroat. It is. And and being <laughs> cutthroat, um, there's very few people uh, or companies that have the kind of credibility that you do, you know. But now, um, you see, when you look at, um, you know, the, the the problem that we have in our country, it's job creation, and there's an encouragement of SMEs to actually people to go into business and to actually start. Mm. So now you find that SMEs are not able to get an opportunity to compete. Uh, or to even have entry at the level that you have. So as Gearhouse, uh, what is it that uh, you guys are doing to actually empower uh, other SMEs out there? Well, there have been a couple of instances along the way where our own technicians or ex-Gearhouse employees have wanted to start their own SMMEs, um, and we have been able to assist them with that if if not only financially, certainly with soft skill type of training, mentorship in terms of marketing, um, providing them with materials to to get into the market. Um, we are also trying to support through procurement at the moment. We are going undergoing a complete rehaul of our supplier database and looking at where we can support SMMEs or at least um, be working towards a level four. Mm -hmm. In general, what, what what level are you currently on? We are level four at the moment. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. oh, and that okay. is on the new scorecard. So we were level five previously, mm -hmm. and you know uh, we were slated to drop by mm. several points, but we've really put everything into um, transformation and BEE lately. Okay. So now, besides besides the the the, the employees, the ex employees that now want to start, um, you know those businesses. Um, so you don't really look after others out there that are. You know, um, outside the frame. Not specifically, mm -hmm. but certainly we have had several companies approach us for if if we can work together, if there can be overflow work, that kind of thing. We try to bring them into have a piece of the pie, just so to speak. Mm. Okay, um, Mr. <laughs> Yusuf, um, Gearhouse has got Gearhouse Academy, um, and I understand that's what you're responsible for. Yes. Okay. So as as Gearhouse Academy, I mean earlier on where in your introduction you spoke about some of um you know the the leadership that you guys are offering. Um that's a year centered between Johannesburg, Cape Town and Devon. And um this I understand it's offered free of charge. 
Yes, it is. And we obviously work with the CITAS for our skills levy. Okay. And try and get funding as much as we can. But otherwise, we run it as industry funded. Is it? Okay. Maybe let me, let me, let me ask you. You, you, you've just actually got to, to this part where I wanted to, to, to actually get to. You said you, okay, obviously being aligned with CETA, um, office right now, they make available funds for you to actually be in a position to run this, you know? So now, according obviously, including, um, what maybe Robin has said, when you're looking at the triple B codes, there's a big section now. One of the main focus is on enterprise development, um, you know, supply development and, Obviously, skills being one of the main priorities. So to say, maybe from from me, and with that, I know that you are required to take a certain portion uh, of your revenue or profits that you'd actually invest in that. You know, so for me, I would think that I was thinking that it's something like this that you guys would do for free because you're taking from the revenue or from whatever. So is there a need though to be actually sourcing funds from the CETA to do that? I think the course specifically is very equipment focused, which is very expensive. Okay. Because there's a big uh, query, why is this not happening in Limpopo and Northwest and Free State? But you need a whole kind of studio like this, or mm-hmm. even much more. Mm-hmm. And that's why training is centered in Joburg, Durban and Cape Town, where these things are available. But we try and cast our net much bigger to bring people in from there with the thing of taking your skills back. Okay. And uh, um, the CETA works on the thing where you apply for discretionary grant. So at their discretion, they give us. Mm -hmm. So we run it in any case as industry funded. Okay. And then bonus is if we can get funding. Is it? Because of the cost of the course. Mm. Then now after after this this 12 months, do you absorb some of these learners? We we pick some some people choose to start going in as a freelancer or work for another company. We pick some people to do a second year, but very specific in lighting or an audio like Sandile did. Mm-hmm. So that they build up that year's experience, but not as wide, but very focused. Mm-hmm. And then we try and absorb as much as we can every year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe now, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you, Mr. Memfolo. Uh, between you and Robin, um, I don't know who will answer this question. Don't you think maybe as gearhouse, you, you guys need to do so much more in terms of, um, playing in the entrepreneurship development space so that uh, it's the very same entrepreneurs that could be able to absorb some of these learners that you guys are empowering. So in regards, instead of them going out there, because right now I can imagine, I don't know how many numbers you take a year, and I don't know how many from those numbers, how much, how many of them do you take onto the second year, and how many of them actually have an opportunity to actually be absorbed by other companies. But I can assure you from listening to you that there's a number of others that are actually sitting that needs to see themselves out there to get themselves a job or do whatever that they want. So, but now if ever you guys were to focus on maybe building them into a business, um, you know, that, um, you know, would be able to actually absorb some of these uh, businesses, then in some, in, in some of these students and uh, as well, there could actually be a benefit uh, in terms of the supplier development within the company. I know that it could actually bring in a great results in terms of your BE scorecard as well. Yeah, I'm not sure what the the graduate numbers are per mm-hmm. year. I think we take on 35 per year, mm-hmm. and we take in a fairly small 
percentage of them at the end. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's um, largely towards growing the industry. Okay. So we upskill to what we believe is the highest standard mm-hmm. and let them go out into the industry to build their own companies, to work for others, to go wherever. At the moment, we are actually trying to track down ex-graduates and see what they've made of their lives, where their career paths have taken them, and maybe where we can engage. Mm. Yeah, no, please. I mean, would love, I mean, giving an opportunity to actually interview some of these, mm. um, you know, ex-graduates. Well, if there's anyone out there listening, we've just started a link on our website mm-hmm. under the academy saying, where are you? Bring bring back the ex-graduates, so yes, please contact us. No, 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 definitely. Um, <laughs> um and you guys, SSS, um, S. Anglo, I know that you 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 spend millions uh, <laughs> as far as enterprise development um, is concerned. What is your focus as far as um, entrepreneurship is concerned? So we focus on we focus on two things. Uh, uh, that's the normal enterprise development where we, together with Anglo American Zimele. Uh, help with startup businesses, funding them, mentoring them, and uh, helping them with, 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 with getting business, marketing them, tendering, and those kind of things. But we also uh, have a supplier development uh, program where we help the entrepreneurs identify entrepreneurs within the communities where we operate because those are very remote areas. And because mining is a highly technical uh, and and very kind of difficult uh, 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 um, uh, work to do, we we've realized that if we don't handhold these entrepreneurs who are who who want to come into mining, we're never going to be able to to bring them in, and we'll never going we're never going to be able to have people that come from the local communities that we're proud of that we can say you know he's he's a local, he's black, he's youth. And he's also we we procuring our mining services from him. So we deal with uh, um, uh, equipment that's uh, uh, that that can cause harm to people as mm-hmm. well. And safety is a priority. So we help the people understand the. Um, um, What's needed for you to operate safely in a mine? Um, because we have a lot of accidents in the mine and we, one of our, our, uh, priority is to reduce incidents and also to eliminate fatalities. So if we bring somebody who's not really skilled and who's not knowledgeable of the industry, we are also exposing them and us as a company to more uh, uh, safety incidents. So we we handhold them in those areas and we also look at technical production. Mm-hmm. We are we we want efficiency. We've got Targets so people who come in, entrepreneurs who come in would have to be skilled in that. So we've started a program that's uh, helping the local people to come in and we handhold them using our engineers so that they're able to be able to, they, they will in future be able to render those services. We partner them with the bigger companies that we have in the mines who we are already contracting mm-hmm. so that they can 
a, a percentage of what we are procuring from them would have to go to those companies so that they bring them in, they get experience, and one day they are able to stand on their own and we can have a, a contract miner. So we do that. We also look at uh, challenges that they are facing, like funding, like pricing. One of the things, the reasons why a, a small uh, or junior companies are not able to win tenders or win bids is because they their prices are normally high because probably you don't know the right people that you can get you can procure your material from you're buying it from a middleman of a middleman and then you're out price wise and the other reason is because these guys some of the guys who are in the industry have been there for a long time yeah, they are definitely. experts in that area mm. they uh, they've they've paid up uh, some of their equipment so capital has been taken care of already mm. you can't really compete with them so we help guys through that. We introduce them to the suppliers, direct suppliers, so mm-hmm. that they can avoid middlemen as well and are able to come into into the industry. Yeah, no, it's 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 very powerful. I mean, you seem to be doing a lot. And now I know that you've been doing some work as well with our partner Prime Stars. Um, yeah. We do a lot of work with them. Uh, or do you want to maybe enlighten us? What is it that you do with them? Yeah, so we, um, I mentioned earlier that we do a lot around education because okay. we believe in education. And we, we, we've taken a holistic approach towards education. So we do a lot of, um, uh, early childhood development and not just building these centers, but also making sure that they have the right trainers, right educators. And they have the right uh, equipment and the right toys because that's where education actually starts. If you have, if you don't have the right foundation, then the chances of you making it and, 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 and getting good grades going forward is, uh, are very less. And then we also do, um, we build a lot of infrastructure laboratories. We're involved in IT in schools. And then we also do buzzeries. We do medicine science interventions. And the one link that was missing was around career guidance. Mm. And if you don't get the right guidance on where your career is supposed to go, there's a, another problem that you're going to be faced with. So, um, we partnered with Prime Stars uh, this year in their My Future, My Career uh, initiative, which is a great initiative for, for school-going kids, learners, um, uh, grade 9, 10, 11, and 11 are exposed to the opportunities out there that, that they can uh, prepare themselves for or they can opt for. Uh, after after uh, their schooling years, and that also uh, gives them an opportunity to to understand what the world of work will look like if they go for those careers. The program doesn't just focus on uh, uh, academic 
kind of academic qualifications that you need. It also focuses on the kind of character that you need mm. to have mm. uh, or the DNA that you're supposed to be made of. Am I right for this? I might be, mm. I might be good in maths and science, but hey, am I going to be a good doctor mm-hmm. or am mm-hmm. I going to be a good engineer? So, so, so there's a booklet that we also give that has uh, about, um, 115 careers that you can choose for in about 16 industries. So, uh, the program goes like we, uh, Prime Star has partners with Stack, partners with Stack in Ecos. It's given in cinema. So good use for cinemas, turning cinemas into a, a, a learning center or a learning theater. And kids come in about, um, 14 two hour sessions where you get exposed to all these different, uh, uh, career opportunities and you can go back and it starts because it starts with grade nine. You have time to still make the right choice with the kind of subjects you choose and prepare yourself for your future career. So here's my thing. Do you think you still would have been in communications or rather studied communication had, <laughs> had you had, I known? Had you had a, <laughs> just, 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 just give us a, a snippet of what, yeah. what career would you have gone into had you had this early? Uh, so maybe I must start by telling you what I would have been, uh, could have been, uh, even before career guidance. So in my time, and I'm, not gonna tell you my age. Um, <laughs> Come on, I'm sure you can tell us. <laughs> Do not talk about your age. <laughs> all, uh, I mean, all I am coming from the background that I'm coming from. Available opportunities for me was, oh yeah, I can be a teacher. Um, I can be a nurse, I can be a doctor, but hey, I'm going to need very good grades in biology, maths, and science. And I wasn't really very good in that. Um, or I can be a lawyer, but uh, too much studying and I would still be reading (laughs) cases even now and reading a lot of documents. So those were out of the question for me at that time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, no, finish up. So the, um, so, Fortunately, I had a teacher in high school who knew better than I did. And he was like, you know, you're very good in English. You have a good character. You can be a journalist. I like your writing. I mean, we did comprehensions and essays at that time. And I was a good, I was a good storyteller. (laughs) So that's, that's how it happened. I think I would, I would have, Still taking the career that I took, but it was thanks to the fact that mm. I had a good teacher, I had a good mentor, mm. and I ended where I ended. I, I must tell you, I started by trying to be a teacher, mm. uh, and I realized that he was right. I'm not actually meant to be a teacher. I should try this journalism thing, mm. which was foreign for me at that time. Yeah. But hey, as as I, I I continued with my studies, I realized that I don't just have to stick to journalism mm-hmm. i can broaden it into communication mm. and communication went into other things as yeah, well. i know you must come to radio as well you see <laughs> <laughs> so robin um are you guys doing something with prime stars if it, yes what is it yes indeed uh, we've been working with prime star since 2014 i think we've done probably 15 events with them now 
Um, as Yvonne said, we they do most of their programs through cinemas, but mm-hmm. in between they have the occasional launch award ceremony, that kind of thing, and okay. that's where we get involved. Hmm. No, no, no. Uh, definitely. So now, uh, the, the, throughout the years that you've been involved with them, have you constantly been doing the same thing, or has it been a range of things? It's been a range of things. We're we're involved in all of their programs. Okay. So there is this my career, my future, my career. But there's mm-hmm. also Smart Bucks. Something I wish that I had had when I was at school, just <laughs> basically dealing with savings, managing debt, spending wisely, mm-hmm. which I could still learn from. Mm-hmm. Uh, educate, which is a matric maths and science revision program. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is something for underserved communities, for for the matric students. It's a brilliant program. It's at least something that gives them the step up to finishing their matric. And mm. then the one that for me is really particularly good is a step up to a startup. Mm. It's an entrepreneurial incubator, if you like, sort of teaching underprivileged communities to identify the problems within the communities and come up with a solution. Wow. And those guys are given a chance to showcase their solutions and possibly be picked picked out of the lineup by or the corporates that are involved with Prime Stars. Mm, yeah, I, I think I've attended one of those events. Mm. Eh? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Yusuf, before I come to 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 your success, um, your success story, uh, maybe I, I, from from a person that deals with learnerships, that that person that deals with these intent, uh, is there a hunger though for young people? Uh, as far as uh, wanting to to make themselves great, as far as the industry is concerned, because right now, I mean, the notion or the rumor out there is that um, the the level of work ethic and the, the level of hunger from the us young generation versus you guys, it's there's a total difference. I don't know how is it from you, from a person that's dealing with it on a daily to day basis. I, I think my motivation, which keeps me going every day, is that I want to share. And help people mm-hmm. And share the knowledge Or facilitate other people To share their knowledge And I sometimes despair About the level of education That people do get And I think we should have invested Much more in basic education Because that is the foundation And everything after that Would have been so much easier And I think we should relook At our basic education To give people the Self-assurance and the power to go on and want to do something and can learn something. Which is very powerful. But you know, one of the things that <coughs> stood out for me, and I think this is one of the things I whispered to him, is it is most of the time when in, when large corporates or individuals in large corporates have to take part in programs, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a checklist. But I mean, you mentioned these programs as if you're the one who designed them. You mentioned these careers as if you're the one who actually designed them. And I find that to be so beautiful because you actually understand what you're participating in. Yeah. And you're sure. not just taking a, a, a block just to get a point, just to get a yeah. just to mm-hmm. increase the level. And I think that's one of the things more than anything for me that stands out about today's show. And I think that, I think you guys need, deserve a round of applause. Yay. <laughs> oh, man, because I think that we are tired of Corporates that are just going to come and say, you know what, we just want to partner with programs, but not throw something in there. Tick boxes. Yeah, tick boxes. But I mean, it's so beautiful to have someone tell you about your program and what your program is doing. Then you see that there is a buy-in and they believe in the development of young people. So, bruh, how are you, man? Good, thanks. Yourself. Yeah, just tell us a bit about who you are. Tell us your name, who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? 
Uh, my name is Sandile, known as Kusta. I come from a small place called Freedom Park in the south. Uh, right now I'm a sound technician. That's what I do. That's my career right now. Yeah. Have you always wanted to be a sound technician though? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. How'd you get into this? Did Yusuf pinch you or strangle you and said, get into this thing? Because as you can see, Yusuf is very passionate about this stuff. How'd you get into this industry? No, it all started uh, one day when I visited the church called Rema Church. Like yeah. from a boy from the township going to this fancy church. Like when I got there, I just thought I was in heaven. It was so beautiful. And then <laughs> I asked someone, how do they do all this? And then I spoke to a technician there and then I did some research, found out about Giaos and went on to join the leadership there. But I mean, here's the thing, you know, I think back to what Deboho was speaking about, you know, is the hunger from the learners. So did you go out by yourself and search for these guys? Yes, I did. And I mean, did you not think they would charge you for this? Uh, according to the information you get on the internet, I just, it was for free. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went there and found out. And then, I mean, how has the program impacted your life? Uh, or the training, rather? The training, well... What I can say is it has it has been good in a sense that you know, like you when I went there I didn't really really wanted to do the training I just wanted work because at that time I just needed I needed work because there was literally no one working at my place and I just wanted to get to work and then I heard that the training provides you with something at the end of the month and all that so yeah it helped me out, and when you get there, the thing is, it's all up to you when you're there. You, it's either you want to do this or you don't. Like, hmm. you don't have, like, usage is your teacher in the classroom, but once you get out there and you literally start working with the guys and all that, no one babysits you. So, it's up to you if you really want to do this, there is an opportunity for you there, because there's a whole lot of equipment. You're exposed to things that most of the people are not exposed to. So if you want to learn, you can learn. But no one really pushes you to learn. That's all I can say. So you have to have the hunger. It has to be something that is innate. So just share with me a little bit or share with all of us here. I mean, the next five years, where do you want to be? Uh, basically, I want to have my own place. Like in a sense that I want to have a studio where I can record and make music in the next five years. Because with the thing that I do now, it's live events where you just do music and it's all live. But I want to have a studio where I record music, get to work closely with artists and probably find my own artists somewhere in the local areas. Because I know there's people out there not exposed to all this that I personally know like right now that I would like to help in a sense like... Get them known and have them have their own dreams come through as well. And then, I mean, just Yusuf, I mean, from your side, um, do the guys, do the initial guys that start with the program finish the program or do you have guys that just fall off? We have some fallout, right? But, but I try and support people to, uh, to last the whole time. Yeah. And I try to do less than 1% of my group yeah. that leaves. But yeah. sometimes things happen in their life or far away and... But I try to be the parent to take them and look after them. So the fallout rate for me is a concerning thing. So I work very hard at retaining them and pushing them to get that qualification at the end of it. Yeah. 
and also the, to install the kind of thing that you're not here to learn to be an employee. Hmm. You must learn to think further than that. That hmm. is for me a, a big motivation. So I, mean, so, I mean, I'm sure you're sitting there very proud, smiling like a proud dad when you're yes. hearing him talking about he wants And to his work that yeah. he does as a, a technician. Yes. Yeah. So you want to be an entrepreneur Basically, in the next yes. five years? Yes. What are you doing now? Right now, I'm a systems technician. In order for you to be an entrepreneurship in the next five years, what are you doing now? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, right now? Yeah. I have started a small course on business studies. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's a part-time course at CJC. So, whatever you do, do not call your company Gearhouse Artist of Music <laughs> <laughs> because of the love and because of the... Company I'm, number 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be company number 10, or could it? Yes. <laughs> so, we've got, this, we've got this interview recorded. So, in the next five years, you are company number 10. Keep this recording so that you can make sure that you play it for Robin and Yusuf. Guys, I must say, I mean, it's very amazing. Um, like I said a little bit earlier on, I showed you guys a video. And I mean, that's the work that we do in the township. And, you know, it's so, so, so inspiring to, I mean, these guys, Prime Stars, have been such an anchor in terms of that work that we do there. Because one of the things that I believe in is that, I mean, when I, when I, when I finished school, just my personal story. So my highest grade was grade nine. I didn't have a grade above grade nine. Ten years later, I don't have a grade above grade nine, but I've studied courses in entrepreneurship. I've done a five-year course in entrepreneurship. I'm currently starting studying digital marketing. So I think that for me, this re this story here resonates with me closely because what I always relay out to people is that if it took me 10 years to get to where I am today, it shouldn't take maybe guys like him 10 years. It shouldn't take the younger guys, you know, 10 years to get to where we are which is one of the things that I believe in, that there are so many bright minds, there are so many innovative minds, but the things that keep them away from getting to where they need to go is, is the role that you are playing, which I think is phenomenal. And I'd like to encourage you to continue playing that role, which is not the role of just a teacher, but you have played the role of being a parent and being a father to them because most of them have to go home to fatherless homes, to motherless homes. So it's not just us paying it forward to a certain degree and putting money out there, but it's us taking the individual and exposing them to something because one of the things that I learned about exposing people or young people to something is that sometimes exposing someone to something good has a shock effect that might uh, that, that that might throw them all the way back and it might reflect on them negatively and to keep there and tell them that you deserve to be here you deserve to be here is one of the most amazing and phenomenal things and I really wish that these, though, I really wish you guys more money because more money means more money for these programs. <laughs> we wish more the money same. for Thank development, you. more money for Prime Stars, and possibly more money for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, thank you very much. I mean, we normally close up the show in style. But, I mean, before I close the show up, I mean, is there anything? Because um, I start with Robin and then we'll just move it all the way down. I'll push the mic towards you. Is there anything you would love to share with a young person out there or maybe with, uh, with, with corporate SA or with government out there to, with regards to them playing a part or young people just taking part in programs out there? Just anything that mm. is in your heart. I believe that it's our responsibility, firstly, as the older generation and secondly, as corporate South Africa, to grow the youth as much as possible. And certainly in our live events industry, it's a technology-based industry. It's the careers of the future. It's not for the faint-hearted, but please use your innovation to take us further forward. Thank you. I feel that every person should try and accumulate as much knowledge as they can. 
and work hard at it because no matter if you learn different things, it all comes together eventually to That's follow your point. dreams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I think to to the youth, um, and tomorrow will be the beginning of Youth Month, and just to remember that there were a lot of people who made a huge lot of sacrifices for us for or for you as the youth i can't call myself a youth uh, <laughs> for the youth to have a better life for you, for for the youth to 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 be better people and have a better future so we mustn't let this go to to waste and and the other thing is it's it's important and it's in support of the 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 other guys in the program that it's important that you learn as much as as possible create a whole lot of networks go out seek information seek opportunities knock on doors as the I can't remember who it was. Um was it Mendoza who said yes. or who was it? But but that's what it is. Oh well to people my age in younger, I think uh, education is very important. Uh so it's up to you to just go out there and expose yourself to it. Sure, thank you. But we cannot close the show. You told me that you're with Mommy Vaughn. Just come greet us. We cannot have you in studio. You can't say hi. Now you need to say hi. There's a beautiful lady, young lady sitting with us in studio. She's going to greet us and tell us about the amazing work that we do. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and how is it like working with Mommy Vaughn? Wow, actually I don't. So I'm Tereshka. I work for a company called Brunswick and we provide some strategic comms advice to Mummy Vaughn, as you say. Um, I don't actually work with her on a day-to-day basis, but she's a very inspirational woman. Did you know she was this inspirational, though? Uh, not this inspirational, I must say. <laughs> you, see, um, you see a different version of the corporate persona she puts up and yeah. hearing a little bit of the personal side. It's not in the biography you see online. Yeah. So, so tell me quickly, for you, just quickly, one minute, how important is it for us to take part in developing the youth of the country? Oh, well, I think that's extremely important, and I think I am one of the youth who would benefit from more development. And like your guests have been saying, it's up to you to receive as much information as you can and go out and, and be hungry for these opportunities that you're getting. So the opportunities are out there. We just need to make an effort to find them, and there are amazing organizations who are willing to provide these opportunities to us. So, yep, everyone should go out. Maybe I should apply for one of your guys. <laughs> you can ask them to live out the hard work. Yes. It's time for a career change. So, my brother, mine is just to let's keep on going out there and getting things done. Let's support these great initiatives. Thank you very much for coming to the studio today, Corporate SA, and knowing and willingly and physically participating in these amazing campaigns. Get things done. So, no, definitely, Bulana, like you said, get things done. There's nothing that will come unless if you go out there, look for it. The reality is we've got opportunities out there. I always say the measure of a man is not how many times you fall, but it's whenever you fall, how many times do you get up, dust yourself, and try again. Go out there, knock in these corporates, knock and look for these opportunities <coughs> until these doors uh, come up. My name is Deb Homafodi. I'm in studio with my boy, Bulalani Bala Bala. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. We out. Cliffcentral.com.